0: A place of your own, in your name. A place where all your stuff is. Where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia Housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia Housing and see how home helps everyone.
2: What is going on everyone my name is andy welcome back to another fpl video and this one it's my team selection for game week 10 and my wild card is active so i'm going to show you how the current draft is looking and also talk through how i did in game week nine so if you enjoy the video make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already and let's jump into it so game week nine was actually pretty good for me it's my first green arrow since game week three and i guess when you've had so many red arrows in a row you're eventually going to get a green one anyway but it still feels good I think the decision not to wildcard in Game Week 8 right now doesn't look great, but it's still probably too early to say that that was definitely a mistake. But I think not panicking in Game Week 9 and holding the team that I knew on paper looked good was definitely a good decision. So I went from like 1.5 million to 913k. Hopefully we can push on from here because my wildcard is active. And I made probably the most boring transfer you will ever see this season. Instead of doing something like Rashford to Diaz or Rashford to Jota, I did Botman to share for Newcastle and bench Matty Cash. Now, that did gain me four points. If I'd gone from Rashford to Jota, I've only gained one. So, in the end, it was a good move. But on paper, it did look pretty boring. So, I had the double up of Newcastle defence, Trippier with 10 points, share with seven. Unfortunately, Udogie went off before the 60th minute. had a bit of tightness, I think. Um, So, it wasn't like a major injury or anything like that. But still didn't get the clean sheet points when players like Romero and Porro did. So, that was probably the only downside to my week everything else went pretty well i mean rashford blanked again and i get it not great because i didn't have salah but salah got what like 16 points and then burma got 14 fernandez chipped in with an assist and bonus points as well and finished on seven so that was good i had the double up on the spurs attack son and madison 14 and nine points respectively and obviously the main plan was to have those two for game weeks eight and nine because of the good fixtures then maybe wild card out of at least one of them in game week 10 so i've basically stuck to the plan And it hasn't gone fantastic, but I don't know if it's been a disaster just yet. Uh, And then up front, another double up with Man City, Alvarez on 9 points and Haaland captain with 16 titles. So yeah, decent week, 90 points, I can't complain with that. I've seen plenty of Game Week 8 wildcarders with higher scores, so I would definitely be on more points if I'd gone with a similar draft. But also, I just don't want to keep dwelling on that because... Yes, it hasn't gone great, but there's still so much of the season still to play for. So 90 points, big green arrow. Let's hope we can get another one next week. So for game week 10, I've got unlimited transfers because my wildcard chip is active. I activated that on Saturday to get rid of some players that were dropping in price and obviously brought in some players that were going up as well. Now, I did a wildcard video on Monday talking through my first draft. And it's not actually changed a huge amount, which I think is a good thing, because that shows for most of my picks I'm pretty confident that that's what I'm going to go with on Friday's deadline. So there's not going to be that last-minute panic about half the team. There's only really four to five spots that I'm even thinking about changing. Most of the other players are locked in, and as we go through, I'll talk about which ones those are. So in goal, I've got Ariola and Strakosja. Now, Ariola is absolutely locked in at 4.2 million with the fixtures that West Ham have got coming up. He's a bit of a no-brainer. I think that second goalkeeper could be someone at 3.9 if you need money for the rest of your team, which is what I've gone for here, and I'll talk about that later. You could obviously stick with Turner. And I think if I had the money, I definitely would go with Turner. I don't know if there's a huge amount of weeks that I would need to play him in. But given that he's only £4 and he's kept his spot for now, he is worth going for if you've got that extra money to spend. And then there's players like Flecken, because Brentford will have a double later on, maybe around game week 20. Raya as well, Arsenal goalkeeper, could be decent value. I'm just, I'm not really hugely worried that he's going to lose his place to Ramsdale anytime soon. I just don't know if I want to lock myself out of a third Arsenal outfielder. So right now I've got two players from Arsenal you know if jesus was to get injured for a while and then suddenly became an option at 5.5 or if i want to get martinelli in at 7.7 maybe odegaard's an option later on i just i don't want to lock off that option basically and i also to be honest money is so tight with the draft that i just don't have the money to go for a anyway so Ariola and shakos are the two goalkeepers i've gone for right now if i look at Ariola's fixtures a uh, bearing in mind right Unless something goes wrong, like an injury or something like, or Ariola gets dropped, you're probably not going to want to make a transfer on a goalkeeper until your next wild card. The fixtures for West Ham are very good for quite a long time. Like they've only got a couple of fixtures where you're thinking, okay, probably not going to get a clean sheet. so Well, no, I'm not saying they're guaranteed clean sheets in every game, but you know, on paper, right, is what I'm talking about. So game week 15, Spurs away. um Maybe Man United at home in 18, Arsenal away in 19. So if we look at game weeks 15, 18 and 19 now I've not checked this before probably should have but Turner has got yeah Fulham away which I guess is better but I mean if it was at home maybe I'd be worried but away not so much and 18 is Bournemouth at home so actually that's pretty good as well and then 19 is Newcastle away which is pretty difficult so like I said right if I can get the money to have Matt Turner I definitely will but with the draft I've gone for right now I've got to have that cheaper goalkeeper on the bench. And again, I'll talk about where that money has been spent later on. The back three, I think, is pretty much locked in. So I've got Matty Cash, Gabriel, and Simicass, which is going to be very popular on wildcard. I got Simicass at 4.4 before he went up to 4.5. It just feels like a no-brainer for a Liverpool defender. Obviously, I'm recording this on Thursday before the Europa League matches are played. So if something happens in that game that makes me think Simicass isn't an option, then I will change that. I think if that happened... I'd probably just go to someone like Gay at Crystal Palace because I think in the short term they've got pretty good fixtures. And I think at 4.5 million, he's a pretty decent option. And if he goes up in price to 4.6 and I can't afford it, then there's also um, someone like Mitchell as well who's 4.5. So I'm not massively worried about that. I think Gabriel, like I've said before, is just too good value to turn down. Could he lose his place at some point because that's what we saw at the start of the season? Absolutely. But I am willing to risk it. And I think the fact that Tomiyasu started ahead of Zinchenko. In the Champions League tells me there's too many worries now about possible rotation I think Zinchenko will probably get a run of starts in the Premier League but I just don't want to take that risk especially when he's more expensive I think if I was going to go for a different Arsenal defender I would find the money to get Saliba instead and then Matty Cash I just think he's he's got the potential to be so attacking I don't really want to go without him for the next three fixtures but I don't know if he's going to be a long-term hold I think maybe after those three fixtures he could move on to estherpinian if he's back fit i could downgrade him to someone cheaper to have money to spend elsewhere i don't think he's necessarily someone that i'm going to keep in my team for like 10 game weeks but i think i want that option to be there if he's looking great over the next few weeks there's still part of me that thinks go to pal torres and have that money to upgrade another spot but if i can like i've said all along i definitely want cash in the team and then on the bench i've got cameron archer i could go to mubama maybe to get another 0.2 million but at least archer plays games and I know we're not going to rely on him that much, but if the money is not so tight that I don't sorry if I don't need to go to Mubama a bit like if I don't need to go to Strakosha then I won't basically so Archer is in the team, Uh, Charlie Taylor seems like the best 3.9 million defender Lascelles was 3.9 he's actually gone up to four million I was tempted by him but I know that's a short term pick for sure because as soon as Botman is back Lascelles is back out of the team with Taylor there is a risk that Company changes things around. And Taylor comes back out of the Burnley side. But right now, he looks pretty good. And they do have some fixtures where maybe you could play him. I don't think the Burnley defence is great. But if it came down to it, they've got some good fixtures in the short term. And then, at the moment, because I don't have any money to get to Gay, I've also got Harry Maguire. Which, I know people are going to hate that pick. But if he is nailed on, or if he gets a good run of starts for Man United at 4.2 million... There is some potential value there if you can play him only in the really good fixtures. Like, I'm not going to play him against Man City at home, of course. But he does cover some of the tougher fixtures for my other defenders. And I think it is quite encouraging that he started with Varane in the Champions League and Lindelof was on the bench. And after the game, Ten Hag taught Maguire up quite a lot. So there is risk there, right? Because it could easily be Varane and Lindelof as the centre-backs. But I do wonder whether Maguire is going to get a bit of a run in the team now. And at 4.2 million... I don't think that's bad for a bench option. Preferably, right, I would have Maguire instead of Taylor if I really wanted to go with him and have Gay alongside him. But money is just very tight in this draft that I've got right now. And if you look at the the three defenders that a lot of people have got, Cash, Gabriel, and Simicas. Gabriel has Newcastle away in game week 11. That's going to be quite difficult to get a clean sheet. Although, Newcastle have a lot of attacking injuries at the moment. I think last night, Jacob Murphy and Izak got injured. So, I don't even know if they'll be fit for that game. And obviously, Cannon Wilson doesn't usually play two to three games in a week either. So, we'll see what happens. I'm sure Wilson will start that game. But overall, they have got a few issues now. Um, but still, not a great game for him. And then Simicast has got, obviously, Man City away in game week 13, which isn't ideal. Whereas Maguire has Fulham away in 11, so he could play him instead of Gabriel. He's got Lewin at home to cover anyone that I need to in game week 12. And in 13, when Simicast plays Man City away, Maguire's got Everton away. Now, none of those are guaranteed clean sheets, but it's probably worth that gamble considering he's only 4.2. I know I've been here before with Maguire and it's gone wrong, but at those points, he was costing probably closer to five. I think at 4.2, it could be worth the gamble. We'll see if it works out, but that's the defence right now. In terms of the spots that I'm thinking about, Cash to power is maybe if I get stuck, but really it's just McGuire and Taylor. If I can get to Gay in one of those spots instead, then that is what I'd like to do.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: Imagine a place of your own in your name, a place where all your stuff is, where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia Housing and see how home helps everyone.
2: So in midfield, I'd say that two of the spots are 100% locked in, barring any injury news and stuff like that. And that is Salah. The plan was always to get him in game week 10. Obviously, going without him before that hasn't gone great, but there's no point dwelling on that or worrying about missed points. He's a great option from game week 10 onwards as well. So he's definitely in. And he's probably going to be my captain this week. I know some people are looking at Saka and Watkins as well and on paper Saka and Watkins definitely have better fixtures I think Sheffield United at home and Luton at home is better than Forrest at home but I think Salah personally is a better FPL option than both of those absolutely nailed on just like Saka is right good minutes when they play but with Salah you've got definite penalties and his underlying stats are better than Saka as well whereas Saka might give a penalty away and his numbers aren't quite so good. And then with Watkins, he obviously do- doesn't have penalties at all. So I think for that reason, Salah will be my captain. And when I took Saka out a couple of weeks ago for Madison, I knew that I wanted him back in game week 10. So he's definitely in. With Son, he's probably like 99% locked. I have thought about, you know, what could I do if I downgraded him to someone like Madison or maybe even Bruno Fernandes? That would probably give me enough money to then upgrade the bench and everything else then looks great. But at the same time I then don't have Son so I really want him. I think while he's fit and playing number nine even if he's coming off around the 75th 80th minute he's probably still going to be worth it and I think at his price given that I've already got Salah and De Bruyne is not an option Son is the most expensive midfielder so if later on he had those injury concerns kind of caught up with him and he was starting to miss games I can downgrade him to anyone I want and then suddenly that unlocks a lot of money to upgrade those other positions so I I guess it's just a case that I'd rather start with Son than have to worry about getting him back in later but out of those three midfielders Salah Son and Saka he is the one Son is the one where I'd maybe consider him, but he's like 99% locked and then the other two spots are where I keep going back and forward on right so or back and forth on I should say I had Bowen and Palmer and I think Palmer really is a great enabler and I haven't yet sold him from my um, actual wildcard team because I got him at 4.9. And he's gone up, up to five, um and he and he kind of enables everything else. But I just because of the fixtures Chelsea have, I don't necessarily want to have to play him too often. I mean, don't get me wrong. If he's going to play 80 to 90 minutes with penalties, even in those tougher fixtures, he is great value for that price. But I'm on wildcard. I almost want to target better fixtures. So instead of Bowen and Palmer, I've got Diaby and Matoma instead because Matoma's next four fixtures are great and you could even hold him longer term than that and then Diaby's obviously got those three good fixtures for Aston Villa that we talked about quite a lot and then that spot would become in Burmo probably in game week 14. My only slight worry and I probably shouldn't be panicked too much about four game weeks time Diaby is the same price as in Burmo so if if in Burma goes down in price, happy days, but if he smashes it over the next couple of weeks, people might start bringing him in if he goes up in price, I then can't afford that transfer so that is in the back of my mind, but I just think as a as a fixture play, the RB and Matoma probably look better than Palmer and Bowen, but as an overall squad thing, the pre uh, the Palmer combination is probably better, and I'll show you how that works in terms of the bench and stuff later on. but right now, I just think on paper if the 11 that i've picked keep playing they don't lose their place or anything like that and i don't get any injuries i think it's fine but as soon as i have to start relying on that bench if maguire loses his place as well then suddenly it's a bit of an issue and that's my concern like maguire's not 100 percent locked i'm not 100 sure about simacast and obviously there are some slight concerns around gabriel there's also a scenario where all three of those players play the next seven or eight games and it's happy days there is always that slight risk it doesn't happen i guess with with taylor if he keeps his place as well there's lots of ifs and buts in this video um like they've got palace at home in 11 sheffield united at home in 14 everton at home in 17 there are some fixtures where you could play him like you never really want to play a burnley defender but he is a potential option but yeah that midfield i think salah son and saka will almost certainly be there it's just Diaby and matoma versus palmer and bowen on paper Diaby and matoma is better fixture wise but I think the other combination is probably better for the squad overall and then up front it's the popular combination of Erling Haaland and Ollie Watkins now I know with Haaland a lot of people have sold him over the last couple of weeks and it has gone really well fair play to anyone that did that but I know for me I am going to want him back by kind of game weeks 15 or 16 so I'm conscious that if I wildcard him out this week I'm setting myself up for at least two transfers maybe three in not too many game weeks time and I think it's all well and good looking at your team right now without Harlan. it looks great and then thinking well I'll just roll a transfer close to game week 16 that'll give me two frees even if I need a third transfer that's only a minus four but that's obviously relying on not much happening between now and then we've seen how many situations over the last few weeks where you've been forced into having to make a transfer so that is why i don't really want to sell him and also i think he's the best captain in game week 11 against bournemouth at home i know salah has got a great fixture as well looting away and he's a perfectly great captain right and i'm sure it's quite close between the two but i think on paper if i decided this like five weeks ago i would have said harlan i still don't think there's enough there to change my mind on that if against bournemouth he doesn't do much It is going to look maybe like a bit of a disaster keeping hold of him, unless obviously he smashes it in the games outside of that, like Man United away this week, Chelsea away in game week 12, then it's Liverpool and Spurs at home. But I think for me, there's just enough to kind of hold on to him. It's not even really like a fear thing, because I think Salah has shown over the last couple of weeks he can easily keep up with Haaland. It's just more a long-term thought like if I sold him I would probably want to get in Trippier and or Trent Alexander on like I think if I was freeing up the money I'd really want Trent as a big differential but I know at that part I'm spreading the money around then it gets a little bit trickier to bring him back in I mean I guess at kind of that point like he's got Villa away I think in 15 I, 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 I do think he's probably not 100% needed for that game but you're definitely going to want him back for 16 and in those two game weeks 15 and 16 Salah has got Sheffield United away and Palace away. So, you're not really going to want to sell him, I would say, to fund that Haaland move. So, in that week, if people haven't got Haaland, they've either got to use two or three transfers to get him in and hoping nothing else is going wrong, or they've got to sell Salah. And if people start doing that, I'm going to be pretty happy to have him for Sheffield United. So, it's just one of those things where I I genuinely think you can go either way and it wouldn't be a mistake. If someone showed me a wildcard team, without harlan i'd be like yeah looks great make sure you've got a plan to get him in if you're happy with that that can work i also think harlan teams can work as well so i'm probably going to stick with him and then watkins is watkins right next three fixtures are too good to turn down i think that if you could t- if you guaranteed me darwin Nunez was going to get 90 minutes over the next three games in each one then maybe i would take that punt and just save that money and spend it elsewhere but i think with as things stand Watkins is just it's just too good right too good to turn down and I've said as I've said many times this week and I think later on I probably will look to him, maybe back to Alvarez maybe all the way down to Solanke whoever it might be but right now I don't want to have to worry about that I just want him for the next three fixtures and then we'll decide what to do from kind of game weeks 13 14 onwards just to quickly run through the the positions I'm kind of thinking about so I've already talked about it quite a bit but Matoma back to Bowen and then Diaby back to Palmer. Gives me a million in the bank. So straight away, it's Tracosia back to Turner. And then I've got 0.9 million to spend. Now, I could keep Maguire as my fifth sub if I wanted to. Or Taylor, one or the other. And then I think I would... Whoever I decide to sell, I would probably change to Gay at Crystal Palace. Because I think... When I spoke about earlier the fixtures where Gabriel's got Newcastle away, has got Man City away, etc. Gay from Game Weeks 11... To 13 has Burnley away, Everton at home, Luton away. I don't mind playing him in any of those games. And in game week 15, he's got Bournemouth at home. And after that, look, the fixtures do get tough. But at 4.5 million, he's quite easy to bench. And if I could hold on to him longer turn, there are the odd few fixtures like game week 20, Brentford at home, game week 22, Sheffield United at home, that I could play him. But also, once you get to game week 15, Bournemouth at home, and then the fixtures turn for Crystal Palace a little bit after that, you're then into game week 16 where Chelsea's fixtures start to get good and suddenly someone like Colwell at only 4.6 million becomes an option also just thinking ahead right because you've got to do this when you're on wild card um Newcastle fixtures which right now I'm going without Trippier maybe I'll talk about that in a sec their fixtures get really good from game week 17 onwards at least for the next three weeks they got Fulham at home looting away Forrest at home in that little spell between 17 and 19 suddenly Botman might become an option or Burn as well so I just think Gay is someone, if I can, I really want in the team because he covers the short term well and he, he's a good jump off point to kind of Colwell or a Newcastle defender instead. And look, just on Trippier, because I've spoken about it a lot this week, he's great, right? If you don't need to, you should not sell him. You should hold on to him. I think there's possible clean sheets against Wolves, possible clean sheet against Bournemouth. I'm sure they can get one or two against Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man United all at home. Then it's Everton away. I think things look pretty good, but he's not a good option. Uh, sorry let me rephrase he's not as good an option right now as he was back in game weeks five and six when the fixture run looked incredible so am I happy about getting rid of him no but this week is all talking about sacrifices right Salah I said this on I think it was game week preview Salah Saka no, sorry Salah Son Watkins Trippier and Haaland are five players that most people would like you pretty much unless you got stupid team value you cannot have them all and we've not even talked about players like Madison and Saka in that group of five so yeah something has to give and essentially i'm happier to keep son than i am with Trippier. is there risk with that yeah of course there is right there's always risk in fpl but that is just what i'm going to go with i'm not sitting here thinking Trippier is going to blank for the next five games he's absolutely not going to do that and he could absolutely destroy my rank But I've got to make a decision, and right now it's Trippier out. So that is the team. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Obviously, give the video a like if you enjoyed it. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you listen on podcasts, make sure to rate five stars and leave a review if you've been enjoying the content. Otherwise, I will catch you again tomorrow.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.